Well, good morning, Vintage Church. It is so, so good to be with you this morning. We are at our first service of the year and we are live. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. I woke up on New Year's Day. I switched on my phone and I read these words. Dear 2021, you have been handed the easiest job in history. You don't need to be the best year ever. You don't even need to be in my top 10. You have one simple task. Just be better than 2020. Please don't screw that up. What a great way to start the year. Before we jump in, let me pray for us. Father, your perfect love drives out fear. Your perfect love drives out fear. For God is love. And that love resides in us. And so as we step into a new year, I pray that we would know and experience this love that surpasses understanding, that we would know and experience that as we move into a new year, you are with us. I pray this in your name. Amen. So as we begin a new year, I want to start by asking what feeling comes to mind when I describe these situations. You're so excited to be finally going on your dream holiday and as you approach the airport, you reach into the bag where you normally keep your passport, only to discover it's not there. You receive a phone call from IRS, and it's not a scam. And they leave you a message asking you to call them back urgently. You think you're driving the speed limit, only to your horror when you look in the mirror, you see a police car speeding up behind you. The emotion that instantly comes to my heart is fear. And as we step into 2021, I want to reflect on moving out of a house of fear into a house of love. Because we've just made it through one of the toughest years in modern history. And if last year was anything, it was a year absolutely full of fear. Fear of pandemic, fear of sickness and death, fear of losing someone we love, conspiracies of fear, a fear of each other, and the biggest fear of all, no toilet paper. <laughs> and if we're honest with ourselves and slowed down enough, we'd recognize that we all have fear in some form or another. Many of us, including myself, have learned to live with a level of fear that we push down under the surface and learn to control or numb ourselves every time it's triggered. And here's the problem with fear. If we don't take care of it, we will never actually become the person God has called us to be and never live the life he's intended us to live. Now, we've all been created with healthy fears that protect us from danger. But unfortunately, life's experience teaches us to develop unhealthy fears. 
and it's the unhealthy fears that cause us to make unhealthy decisions, producing more fear. We can have external fears, like the fear of heights, worms, snakes, spiders, agoraphobia, claustrophobia, acrophobia. I struggle with tomatophobia, which is a fear of raw tomatoes because they are evil. And when I work out the theology, I'm going to write the book. You may have noticed that I have a fear of wearing anything other than black. And for the first couple of years of living in California, I was petrified to drive on the 405 freeway. I mean, have you seen how some people drive on that freeway? Here's a tough one. Every time I get up to speak to a camera or a group of people, I battle with serious fear, which, as you can imagine, is not great in my line of work. Then there's the internal fears, the internal fears, and often these are more difficult to identify. The fear of failure or making mistakes, leading us to be perfectionists. A fear of saying no and becoming a people pleaser. There's FOMO, the fear of missing out, which I confess I sometimes struggle with. The fear of rejection, some fear intimate relationships, while others fear being alone. Some of us are even afraid to be ourselves. We say things inside ourselves like, if only they knew who I really was. We're so often unaware of how much these fears affect our lives. We can get to a point where fear has so invaded our life that it becomes a day-to-day -day reality and we're no longer able to imagine what life without fear would look like. And instead of confidence and freedom, we experience anxiety and paralysis. Instead of hope and joy, we can feel an inner emptiness and sadness. Instead of living in the love of God, where he dwells, we live in trapped in houses of fear. So I'm going to read some powerful words from the letter of 1 John, chapter 4, 15 to 18, where it says this. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. God is love. And our experience of being known and loved by God is the beginning of the end of our fear. 
And God's theme of not being afraid is repeated in Scripture over a thousand times in one form or another. The words, do not fear, appear 365 times, once for every day of the year. God wants to make it really, really clear that in him we don't have to be afraid. When Abraham feared his enemies, God said, do not be afraid, I am your shield. He encouraged Jacob with a vig- in a vision with these words, do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. As the Israelites cried out in fear when they faced the Red Sea, Moses said to them, do not be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. When Israel feared the future, God said through Isaiah, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When Jeremiah was overwhelmed by fear, God replied, Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you, and I will rescue you. Whenever angels appear in the Bible, what's the first words they say? Do not be afraid. And Jesus goes on to speak against fear, repeatedly saying, fear not, do not be afraid, do not be anxious. And through his life and ministry, he's taught his disciples not to give in to fear. When they're in a boat with Jesus, who was asleep in the middle of a storm, they woke him up and his reply was, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? When the resurrected Jesus appeared to Mary, his first words were, do not be afraid. And when he appeared to his disciples in the upper room after the resurrection, he said, it's me, don't be afraid. Over and over and over again, he wants to remind us that his perfect love can drive out fear because he knows this needs to become our defining reality. It needs to be the place we live. Because everywhere we go, we're bombarded by voices seducing us into the fear that love's conditional and has to be earned, especially in a city and culture like LA. I love you if you're intelligent, wealthy, successful, and hot. I love you if you wear the right clothes and drive the right car. I love you if you went to UCLA. Have a good career and good connections. I love you if you behave the way I want you to behave and do the things I want you to do. The problem is that the world's love has always been a counterfeit love that creates fear because what it offers cannot satisfy the deepest longings of our heart because only God's love can do that. God's love doesn't create fear because it doesn't demand performance, selfish conditions, control, manipulate, or dominate us. It's unconditional. It's selfless. It never gives up. It always puts other first, always forgives, and is always a source of healing and life. His very essence is love, and those who are in relationship with him are filled with his love and find their source of love in him. But here's the danger. 
We can know this love intellectually. We can memorize all the scriptures telling us not to fear and religiously attempt to live them out. But God's love is not just about intellectual knowledge. It's meant to be experienced in our hearts. But a lot of us have learned to protect our hearts through our heads because love demands vulnerability. And due to past hurts, we protect ourselves from being vulnerable. Pete Scazzaro, the author of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, puts it like this. We overestimate the risks in front of us and underestimate the power of the perfect love of God to drive out our fears. I know this reality really, really well because most of my life I have wrestled with huge fears. For the first 11 years of my life, I lived in a house of fear. My father was abusive, broken, angry and violent and I lived in constant fear of him, always listening for the tone of his voice, always looking at the expression on his face, wondering what he was going to do next. So I built a huge stronghold of fear in my heart to protect myself from being vulnerable and hurt. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, think Helm's Deep. I mean, that's how good my stronghold of fear was. And every time the voice, the sound, the anger would build up, every time I would know it was coming, that's where I would run into. It was my panic room. So my journey of faith has been a journey of slowly coming out of a house of fear, moving toward and into God's love and house of love. You and I are loved more than we can possibly comprehend or imagine by a perfect love that has the power to overcome and drive out our fears. And God is inviting us as we step into a new year, not sure of what's going to happen, to make that love our foundation. His reassuring voice repeats over and over again, you do not have to be afraid. It's the voice that announces a whole new way of seeing and a whole new way of being. David Benner, from his incredible book, The Gift of Being Yourself, expresses it like this. Whether we realize it or not, our being is grounded in God's love. The generative love of God was our origin. The embracing love of God sustains our existence. The inextinguishable love of God is the only hope for our fulfillment. Love is our identity and our calling, for we are children of love. This is what the power of God's love can do. When my son was about six, we bought him a loft bed over a desk. If you've been on the Alpha Weekend, you will have heard this story. And one night I was praying for him and I finished praying and he looked at me and I looked at him and I could just feel this, this 
love, you know, this, oh, for my, you know, this, ah, ah, one of the, you know, one of those moments. If you're a parent, you'll know exactly what I mean. And I looked at him with a certain look and I said to him, Sam, do you know what I'm saying when I look at you like this? And he said, oh yeah, dad, you're saying you love me. What can God's perfect love do? My son has no idea what it's like living in a house of fear because it stopped with me. At the point of our yes to Jesus, his truth whispers to the deepest core of our identity, I love you. Do not fear because you belong to me. And then he fills us with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, like the great archaeologist of our soul, starts brushing off soil, layer, layer, layer of dirt to get to the places of fear and bring healing. The process isn't easy. It might involve different voices at different times to help us heal from books to mentors to inner healing prayer to counseling and therapy. But he will use all of it to fill us with his love and drive out our fears. God is love. And we are the place God has chosen to dwell. And by choosing us as his preferred dwelling place, he invites us to choose him as our preferred dwelling place. So as we step into 2021, with all that's going to be thrown at us, do you know, do you know, not just here, but in here, deep in your core identity, do you know how much God loves you? And are you living in his house? Listen, to the verses 16 and 17 again from the message version. God is love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house. I love that. Love has the run of the house, becomes at home and matures in us so that we're free from worry on judgment day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. Perfect love drives out fear and God is inviting us to live in that love. One of the best ways I've learned to overcome my fears and to deal with my fears is by building a rhythm of slowing down and taking time to reflect and meditate on scriptures, poems, prayers that speak about God's love. So I want you to take a moment. I'm going to guide you through what this looks like right now as a practical way to end our message. I want to encourage you wherever you find yourself. As Gary said, you might be in bed with a hot coffee or chocolate. You might be sitting down with friends or just by yourself. I want you to take a moment to stop and slow down whatever's going on in your head and heart right now. I want to invite you to take a moment to be still. 
if it helps to take some deep breaths, then imagine you are breathing in God's love and breathing out your fears. And now I'm going to read a meditation over us. My Father has promised to never leave or forsake me. My Father has not given me a spirit of fear. He has filled me with his perfect love. And that love has the power to drive out my fears. The spirit I have contains the mind of Christ and that mind is a sound mind. So I will never allow fear to derail or stop me. My Father loves me and I belong to him so that in whatever situation I might find myself, he is there with me. Now just breathe in the love of God. And breathe out any fears that you're aware of. And as we do that, God says these words to us. You belong to me. I am your father. And whenever you are, I will be. And nothing, absolutely nothing will ever separate you from my love. Father, I pray that as we step into a new year, that we would know and experience the infilling of that perfect love. And that through that perfect love, we would discover what it's like to be living in a house of love instead of a house of fear. Fill us with your presence. Help us to remain focused on the author and creator as we step in to this year. I pray this in your name. Amen. And so as we go into worship now, just remain in that place of prayer. Remain in that place of meditation. Allow the Holy Spirit to wash over you as we worship.